0: This is Anita Ladhani, licensed clinical social worker and energy practitioner. Welcome to my podcast, Our New Reality, tools and insight to live a life with joy, peace, and hope. Let's try this again. Um, So if you are a parent or a caregiver of a young child, um, please do not trust your kid or your children with other adults even if they're family members that you might not normally want to associate yourself with. Um, If you know that this family member has a history of um, behavior or choices that you might not, if they're not in alignment with your values and your lifestyle, then don't make them, um, you know, someone that you're, minor goes to for any kind of advice or any kind of even socialization. Um, you know, being polite is overrated. I think as a parent, you owe it to your child first and foremost to be protective of them and to help with being polite because I can't tell you how many kids I hear about and of course I get them when they're adults or if they're teenagers, um, that, you know, their parents were too polite or they just were too naive. Um, to expose them to adults who were simply abusing them. And they had no idea as, you know, parents. Um, so I get it when the parents don't know, right? So I'm thinking of someone who mentioned that, you know, there was a male cousin who, the mother was so naive that when he misbehaved, she would call like the pastor of the church who to to talk to him who then went in his room for an hour at a time. And, you know, they were locked up in there and he was so-called talking to him. Well, years later, you know, after the pastor died, it it came out that he was actually had sexually molested, not just this young kid who's now a grown man with God knows how many issues, um, but he uh, he had molested many, many, many other kids. Now, this just happens to be, you know, a a situation that's unfortunately a little more common than we like to hear when it comes about, you know, pastors, but that doesn't mean all pastors are bad. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is use common sense, right? This mother clearly did not have the common sense. What does a grown man need to be doing in a room with a young child for an hour? I mean, you know, and then there should be other telltale signs, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about something as simple as, you know, if you have a cousin, if you have a, you know, aunt, if you have a relative that you know has made bad choices, if you know they have a history of drug use, if you know they've done, you know, some not so, if they're not so, I don't know, ethical in their choices in in their personal life, don't make them the person that your child then goes and talks to for advice, right? So another example was someone uh, came up and said, you know, my daughter thought she might have been gay. So I let her talk to my, my cousin who is gay. Okay. Well, it turns out, forget the fact that she's gay. Having being gay is nothing to do with it because you know, I have tons of gay friends and I love them and they're good people, right? It has nothing to do with your sexuality. It's the other stuff that this person was. She was a drug addict in recovery. She was unhealthy. You know, she had, she had been in and out of jail. She had done a lot of you know, not so great. She herself had been through traumatic um, experiences. So it's not about judgment. It's about protecting your own kid. So this person then let her daughter, who said I might be gay, talk to this aunt who, you know, was talking to her about all kinds of weird stuff um, that had nothing to do with, you know, exploring and, and talking about the sexuality. Because, but, And my question to this woman was, why would you trust your daughter To talk to this woman who's not very stable to begin with. And the person sitting in my office is a wonderful mom. She should be like, she should get like super mom of the award, of the year award, of the lifetime award. Because the stuff that this woman, you know, does and has has done for her kids who have a lot of chronic health health issues, blah, 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 whatever. The point is, this is a good, intelligent, honest mother, right? She's not like some flake. She's a good, intelligent, you know, successful woman. And she sat there and she goes, you know, I never thought of that. I never thought. I said, why would you expose your child? Why would she be the one? Just because she's gay doesn't mean, you know, she's qualified to answer that question. You could have taken her to, I don't know, somebody else. But besides that, you know, it's it's. take care of your kids. You know, I hear so many times where, you know, kids are left over. They send over, you know, to go have sleepovers at, you know, my, my aunt's house, you know, and Um, I see this a lot of times with, you know, and and honestly, race, your religion, your color of your skin, how uh, your class has absolutely nothing to do with any of these things that I'm talking about. Because um, when it comes to sexual abuse, when it comes to domestic violence, you know, they do not discriminate. They don't care. You know, those things happen regardless of of who you are, where you live, you know, what color you are, what religion you practice, that stuff happens just because it's people, right? And so, um, you know, I hear a lot of this stuff about, you know, oh, you know, I sent my my younger kids over, you know, it was like a six-year-old and an eight-year-old brother-sister team, they were sent over to go have a sleepover at their aunt's house. Well, they don't know what they're being exposed to at their aunt's house, and they didn't. These kids ended up being molested and, and abused, you know, it's like, Why would you do that? You know, invite the, you know, and a lot of times I get it, especially in the West, us parents are so overworked. We need a break. So, right, so we are happy to, like, have someone take the kids off our hands. But, guys, I'm sorry. If you are parents, you signed up to be parents, suck it up and sacrifice and compromise and get someone else to watch the kids in your own home or while you just take a quick, you know, 15, 20-minute, whatever, find... I mean, I know it's easier said than done because there are some people who genuinely don't have the support. I respect that. So, I don't know, find a, you know, find an extended day program or, you know, find some place that, you know, you can leave your child that can be safe. Because um, it just, it, it breaks my heart to see abuse happening as, as 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 prevalent as it is when it doesn't need to be. And it's simply because it's just over trusting Parents, as parents, don't trust people when it comes to the safety of your kids. Be very, very hyper vigilant. Yes, trust the grandparents, trust the you know immediate family if you know them, if you've trusted them, if they have proven you know that they are someone that they can be trusted, right? But just because they're family doesn't mean they are the best person for to take care of your kids. Then find extended friends. Make sure you really, really vet them out and even after that they might be you know you they might not be safe so i get that but it just i just want to urge you parents to please keep a vigilant eye on your children do not let them out of your sight don't you know have sleepovers with you know let them out of, just don't do it have people over at your house have them you know where you can watch them because you know childhood the innocence once it's taken away guys the damage is a lot it's a lot um how, as a parent how do you know what's the line simon asks you know what simon i think it's a matter of trusting your gut um the line is so fuzzy right and the line um changes and so he goes simon is saying between what's the line between being protective and overprotective listen simon i prefer the of being overprotective versus you know not right it's okay to be overprotective as as parents to me If it means you're going to keep your kids safe. Um, Over the last 10 years, 15 years that, you know, this whole internet thing has taken over, not so much the internet thing, but the social media, right? With Facebook being as prevalent, then you've got, you know, Snapchat and Instagram and this and that. And, you know, there were kids coming up 10 years ago that grew up with my son who didn't have, um, you know, Facebook or didn't have, um, you know, they didn't have social media, right? And their parents were at that point, uh, some of the parents were concerned. You know, my kid is not social, and the other parents were like, "No, I'm totally fine. My kid, you know, I, I don't want my kid exposed to this stuff." And I'll tell you, kudos to them, right? Because these same kids are now going. They're good kids. They weren't exposed to all the crap that these kids are. Our gen- this generation is exposed to thanks to the social media. Social media is is really. I mean, to me, it's just so unfair. Um, for for when it comes to I'm going to read that in a minute social media is so unfair when it comes to kids because the amount of bullying that happens in social media now is is horrific you know um but it's you know these kids who didn't have social media 10 years ago and were kind of protected or overprotected or nerdy or weren't as cool or didn't have a whole lot of friends guess what they were they're fine now they're 18 19 years old they're 20 years old one got into Johns Hopkins. The other one is a, you know, a sophomore, or junior at Harvard. You know, they're, they're going to good schools. They're going to get the exposure to life. It's not like they're protected, right? So Simon says, my parents were very overprotective. Because of that, I grew up being socially awkward because of poor social interaction. I understand. But Simon, were you safe? Were you sexually molested? Were you abused? Were you, did you have any of that to deal with? Because I get the overprotection. It's a fine line. I get it. I know the kids and some parents, you know, are not going to agree with me. And again, there's no judgment here. This is just me offering my experience as a person who personally was sexually molested right under my parents' nose from the age of two till I was 12. Parents didn't have a clue. They couldn't have known, right? Again, they just weren't even aware of it. To, you know, to other, uh, being a therapist who now I work with kids who and parents and adults who now have been sexually molested or have gone through it as a child themselves and it's honestly it's the 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 damage is too much it's way too much and so to me I know Simon it ends up being where you're socially awkward but sweetheart I rather a person be socially awkward you know and then you adjust instead of you know being molested or being bullied or being you know abused and then having to deal with that trauma, because that that's just a whole nother can of worms. Now, let me just quickly talk about social media and bullying. Um, you know, back in the day when we were younger, before we had phones and cell phones and smartphones, when we didn't have even television, for crying out loud, I remember we had a TV in the house, and it was black and white. And I remember I was probably seven or eight when it was color TV. This is back in India. We had Doordarshan, right? And then finally, it, it wasn't all day long. It was like... I think I don't know five, six, seven o'clock. There was this, you know, it came on in the evening, and then my eleven, twelve, whatever, it was shut down, and it was a whole event. But now, you know, we we went out and played, right? If bullying happened, it happened on the playground. It happened in our in our neighborhoods. Now with social media, bullying has happened online. Online, you've got the physical bullying that still happens at school. Excuse me, you know, where kids are called names. You know, I've had a seven-year-old come to the ER the other day beautiful little girl was called ugly and called, you know, uh, stupid and death and all kinds, excuse me, all kinds of names, you know, by, by her friends at school. She's too young and not on social media yet. Then, but then I have, you know, 14, 15, 16 year olds coming in who are being bullied on social media, who are like these Instagram, you know, stars. And, you know, they're being told, you know, you should go kill yourself. And, and unfortunately a lot of them have been doing that. Right. And when social media bullying happens, Parents are completely in the dark because of it because they're not on social media a lot of times. They're not, if they're on social media, they're not monitoring their kids' accounts. If you think you're monitoring your kids' accounts, I want to bet money your kid has a separate account that they're hiding from you. Uh, I don't care how good the kid is. I mean, once in a while, you know, you do have kids that are really good and fine, they don't care. But a lot of times, most of the times, Kids have two separate accounts. They have accounts that they post that their parents are monitoring and then they have a separate account that they're hiding, that they're doing all, you know, they're real posting with their real friends. And bullying is happening through email, through, through you know, all these social media sites. It's it's too much, guys. It's too much. And, you know, just, you know, I, I just want to say, be careful, be hyper vigilant. Uh, I know, Simon, you might disagree with me and I I, I, and many of you might disagree with me and I get it. I respect the difference in opinion. Uh, I might be completely, you know, being a little paranoid because of my personal experience. But because of what I do professionally and what I see every day, um, I guess I see the ugly side of life and I see the ugly side of the damage of how this stuff unravels itself. So my humble request to parents is, yes, be hypervigilant, be overprotective, you know, of course, keep a balance. Don't overdo it where, you know, your kids grow up being, um, what is it, socially awkward. I mean, you don't want to do that either. You do want to promote a healthy sense of self. But trust your gut, trust your inner sense when something doesn't feel right, Trust it because that's God. That's angels telling you that something isn't right. That's your intuition is God talking through you. You know, I don't care if you know a person to be a saint. If something doesn't feel right, listen to that voice. Um, Simon, Simon, I'm reading Simon's uh, comment and he says, I don't disagree with you. I would be like my parents if I had children. Thanks, Simon. Um, But anyways, like I was saying, trust your gut. Trust your inner voice because that is God talking through you. You know, a lot of times we dismiss our inner voice. Please don't do that because your kid's safety and your kid's future ends up depending on that. Anyways, all the best to you and take care and God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of Our New Reality. You can connect with me on www.anitaladhani.com Until next time, stay safe.